At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to you want to talk to someone but not just anyone alma is there to help you find the right fit visit helloalma.com therapy 30 to schedule a free consultation today that's helloalma.com therapy 30 the raven is released weekly and brought to you absolutely free but if you want ad-free listening and early access to next week's episode subscribe to tenderfoot plus for more information check out tenderfootplus.com Enjoy the episode. You're listening to The Raven, a production of Tenderfoot TV in association with Odyssey. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals participating in the podcast. This podcast also contains subject matter, which may not be suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. Handsome, am I on the speaker? Yeah. How long do you plan on staying in Akron for? Uh, I don't know. I'm talking with a man named Handsome Lawler. Handsome lives in Akron, Ohio, and I'm hoping to visit him soon. I'm looking into his brother's death and want to interview a few people from his neighborhood. I mean, I should plan on coming up to Akron soon while you're still there. I can just bring my recording stuff, and we should just start knocking on doors. What do you think? Yeah, hell yeah. This shit, we want the real fact now. I want to know everything. Yeah, okay. Handsome is eager to guide me in Akron because he wants answers too. He wants to know who killed his brother and his brother's friend and why. And he wants to know if the greatest middle linebacker in football's history was involved in the crime. Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis and two friends are charged with murder. Atlanta police say they've connected Baltimore Ravens linebacker to the double homicide in Buckhead. His lawyers say everything the Ravens linebacker did was aimed at stopping the fight that led to the murder. And the truth is as elusive as ever. The murders took place after the 2000 Super Bowl in Atlanta. Lewis, the 13-time Pro Bowler and Hall of Famer, has only addressed the killings on a few select occasions. One of those came in 2013, when he said this to his former teammate, Shannon Sharp. God has never made a mistake. That's just who he is. And if our system took the time to really investigate what happened, maybe they would have got to the bottom line truth. Lewis is right. The system never properly investigated this crime. So now we're going to. From Tenderfoot TV, I'm Tim Livingston, and this is The Raven. Episode 1. Who is that dude?
Handsome and I have been talking on the phone for months. This is our first time meeting in person. It's my first time in Akron, the town best known for producing NBA superstar LeBron James. I'm LeBron James from Akron, Ohio, from the inner city. I'm not even supposed to be here. Driving through Akron, I begin to understand why LeBron invests so much in his hometown. I feel like I've been transported back to the 1960s. Everyone and everything feels stuck in the past. I meet Handsome in a gravel lot off the highway. He's building out a pop-up shop that will specialize in exotic snacks. Yeah, I just finally finished everything. Just finished putting that damn light up. Sorry I got no chairs or nothing, man. I don't Handsome's Aunt Cindy, who I've spoken to once before, arrives a few minutes later. Cindy was present at most of the trial and is considered the family expert on the case. My nephew, they called him the uh, master barber. Cindy tells me about her nephew, Richard Lawler, and his friend, Jason Baker, and how Akron was never the same after their deaths. As she recounts the crime, she begins to tell me about her experience at the trial in Atlanta. She tells me how everything was corrupt, everything went wrong, and then she tells me this. See, Ray Lewis, the one to stab Richard to death. The guys helped my nephew up like that by the tree, and that's when Ray Lewis came in and went to stab him. That's facts. Actually, those aren't facts. The facts in this story are few and far between. The real takeaway from Cindy's version of events is that the victim's family has spent over two decades believing that Ray Lewis got away with murder. And the truth is there are a lot of people who believe the same. So many so that over the years, Ray Lewis became a punchline. And then he said this, he was fined over $250,000, the largest fine in NFL history not related to substance abuse. Oh my God, well that's good. I mean, it's not as bad as substance abuse. Tell me the murder of a human being. Tell me this guy shouldn't be like playing Monday Night Football. Look at this tackle. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. That's <laughs> like Ray Lewis, except he didn't kill him. <laughs> but in the pregame interview, Ray Lewis offered up a novel defense for his actions. To the family, if you knew, if you really knew the way God works, he don't use people who commits anything like that for his glory. No way, it's the total opposite. Wow, that's the case. <laughs> Criminal trials should go a lot faster. <laughs> Your Honor, would God allow a murderer <laughs> to go to 13 Pro Bowls? I rest my faith. Lewis walked away from the trial with a slap on the wrist. After pleading guilty to a misdemeanor, Lewis walked right back onto the football field. And that season, Lewis's team, the Baltimore Ravens, won the Super Bowl. Lewis was named Defensive Player of the Year and Super Bowl MVP. Since retiring, Lewis has worked as an analyst at CBS, Fox, and ESPN, made cameos in movies like Draft Day with Kevin Costner, and starred in advertisements for brands like Old Spice, Under Armour, and Madden. Ray Lewis, on the surface, hasn't suffered since the murders of Richard Lawler and Jason Baker. He's thrived. 
I remember when the incident in Atlanta happened. How did you overcome it? Do you think it'll ever be behind you in the minds of people? How do, how do, you, how do you handle it? What's you know your what? perception? You know, I realize now that some things, some pains, you have to go through. Yeah. You can't go around. Yeah. You can't take a detour. Yeah. You got to go through it. And if I had to go through that to be sitting right here, then so be it. You'll realize I'm the same man I was then. I just cut loose some people that weren't supposed to be on my train. <laughs> <laughs>
That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Kickoff for Super Bowl 34. The altercation between Ray Lewis's group and a group that included Richard Lawler and Jason Baker which we'll call the Akron Group, took place around 4 a.m., the morning after the 2000 Super Bowl. Ray Lewis did not play in the Super Bowl. He was in town for the festivities. The game was Titans-Rams, an instant classic where Titans receiver Kevin Dyson came a yard short of Super Bowl immortality. Caught by Dyson, can he get in? No, he cannot! Mike Jones made the tackle! It was a big night for the city of Atlanta. The city's last major event, the 1996 Summer Olympics, was remembered for the bombing in Olympic Park that killed one and left over 100 people injured. The 2000 Super Bowl was a chance for redemption. Atlanta was eager to prove it was one of the country's premier cities, a place where everyone should want to live. Some members of the Akron Group lived in Atlanta, including Richard Lawler and Jason Baker. But most of the Akron Group, which included up to 40 people, descended upon Atlanta that weekend to promote a rapper, Chino Nino. The Akron group spent the night partying at the Cobalt Lounge in Atlanta's upscale Buckhead neighborhood. When leaving the club around 4 a.m., Chino Nino and a member of Ray Lewis's group, Reginald Oakley, started arguing. It's unclear at this point how things escalated, but they did. And seconds later, Lawler and Baker had each suffered multiple stabs from punch blades, knives small enough to be held between a person's fingers, a weapon that effectively turns punches into stabs. Outside the Cobalt Lounge nightclub in Atlanta, just hours after the 2000 Super Bowl, a fight breaks out, and when the dust settles, Jason Baker and Richard Lawler are stabbed to death left in the street. I came to Akron to meet Handsome in person and to connect with members of his brother's group from that night. One of those men is named Zig. Zig has never spoken publicly about the murders, but he was with Lawler, Baker, and the rest of the Akron group for the entire weekend. Handsome says that Zig's willing to talk today and that he has information that he's never shared with anyone. At dusk, Handsome, his aunt Cindy and I, arrive in an empty building. After a few minutes, Zig pulls his black Range Rover into the driveway. This building, like Handsome's pop-up shop, is under construction. We'll be up and ready by about like two more weeks. 
we give Aunt Cindy the lone chair. The rest of us sit on cinder blocks, as Zig starts telling me about Atlanta and his job at the upstart record label that promoted Chino Nino. I was just like a little brother of the company. We was going to like different events, Super Bowl weekend, uh, All-Star weekend, doing promotions with the album and everything. And then um, that weekend, was uh, it was in Atlanta. And we actually had a house in Atlanta, which we were staying in. But yeah, we just really kicked it that Friday night. We all went out and everything. We kicked it and had a good time and everything. And um, Saturday afternoon, before the club, now we had went to Lenox Mall. Lenox is a high-end mall in the middle of Buckhead. You know how you look at and somebody watching you? I looked over in the corner and I kept telling bro, I'm like, bro, man, this a football player or something, man. This dude play football or something, man. He do something. You know, he was in shape. You know how you could tell when a person is shape. And I'm looking like, man, this dude work out or something. I'm like, who is that dude? And he's with two little dudes. And they were smugging us the whole time. Man, I'll never forget me and Big Bro was talking to Raekwon from the Wu-Tang. And he kept looking too. He was looking like, dude, I don't know what's up with dude. You know what I'm saying? Dude over there looking, you don't crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? And they kept looking at us. And all time was that nigga Ray Lewis. Everything I've read says that the altercation outside the Cobalt Lounge was the first and only time that Ray Lewis's group and the Akron group crossed paths. But Zig's telling me that's not true. According to Zig, the two little dudes from Lewis's group, Joseph Sweeting and Reginald Oakley, were mugging, mad-dogging, attempting to intimidate the Akron group in Lennox Mall. This prior connection is important because Sweeting and Oakley, the men who prosecutors believed did the stabbings, did not arrive in Atlanta with punch blades. They purchased them the day before the murders at a local sports authority Hours after, Zig alleges the group's locked eyes at Lennox Mall. After opening statements, an employee of a local Was sporting goods store finger co-defendant Sweeting as the person who bought two knives. Um, I talked to him. I was just making a conversation, and I asked him, um, who are you going to kill with this knife? And he said, is that the only thing you can do with the knife? I said, well, I know you're not going to cut tomatoes with it. Jurors ultimately ruled that Sweeting and Oakley acted in self-defense. So were the knives bought for protection, as Ray Lewis's group claimed, or for violence? So at the mall, it was you, Chino Nino, and a couple other friends from Akron. Did Chino say anything to him at the mall? No, no, nobody never said nothing to him at the mall. They were just gritting and mugging us the whole time, watching us, like, you know what I'm saying? Right. And we keep looking, I'm like, man, bro, what is this, what's these dudes? Right. Keep watching us like this. You believe, 20 years later, that them noticing you in Lennox and noticing your cars and your flash and your clothes, that later on or all in the Cobalt, they recognized you guys and targeted you guys. Do you believe that? Yeah, ain't no question. Heck, shit, ain't no question about that, no doubt. Heck, shit, we was, uh, we was standing out. Everybody in here ran about, man, about, about at least $10,000 worth of jewelry and everything else. If mink coats, we buying the bar up, man, you hear me? Everyone in the Akron group, through business ventures that Zig won't disclose, had the money to dress like Ray Lewis. It's an important note when you consider the dynamic of the weekend. It wasn't just Chino Nino. All of the Akron guys were bawling. $10,000 worth of jewelry each, according to Zig. 
Every guy in Ray Lewis's group, minus Ray Lewis, did not have a lot of money. They wore normal clothes and sported average chains. Zig says that the Akron group's flamboyance made Lewis's friends feel insecure. The mad dogging to Zig seemed like Sweeting Oakley's way of saying, we don't have your coats or your jewelry, but we got Ray Lewis, and we'll kick y'all's ass. I'll never forget this, man. I'm, I'm walking uh, my little cousin. She wants she to go to the bathroom, because this girl's ad boy, everybody here. It's, a, it's, it's about at least about 40 of us. We did. And I'll never forget a girl walk up to me. She like, baby, I mean, she was like, I don't know you, baby, but you need to watch your back because she was like, it's some boy, it's some dudes in here that's watching y'all keep looking at y'all and they plotting and talking about y'all. Shortly after receiving the warning, Zig left the Cobalt Lounge and went to a different club. We leave and uh, get the phone call. They're, they're, they're fighting. And we turn back around and, uh, and we see the police had everything blacked off. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. To be honest with you, man, they just remembered who Chino was. Rich and them ain't never had nothing to do with right. it. Right. Never. Yeah. For and real, for real. people Chino ask, yeah, did Chino and Ray Lewis know each other? They said He just that remembered him from the mall, from the incident, and from the change. You know what I'm saying? We was wearing. The main thing I'm curious about from you, having been here the last 20 years, are you still close with Giannino? I want to understand who he is. Well, you know, you got to ask him that. We family. We, I mean, we all family. We're always going to be family. I'm doing this for the, on the strength of this family, you know. You know, I would never do nothing like this. I don't do nothing like this. I'm just doing this on the strength of him. Because, you know, I was there and I know what happened.
I ask Zig if he thinks Chino Nino, who hasn't publicly addressed the murder since the trial, will talk with me. Zig shakes his head. Forget talking with me. All these years later, Zig still can't believe that Chino Nino talked with the cops. I said, bro, you did all of that. You did all of that to get up on, on the stand and you let a man walk free would have killed your partner, your, yeah. your brother, your family and everything. If you witnessed this crime, would you have testified if you saw Richard no. kill? You wouldn't no. have said anything? No. No, I wouldn't have been there. I'm not getting on no stand, testifying or nothing, period. I'm more street rounded than what he was at the time, active and everything, you know what I'm saying? To make this become alive, man, really live, man, you have to go get a team to make this make sense. The next day, Handsome came to our Airbnb a small home on a placid lake, about 15 minutes outside of Akron. I mean, do we have a sense of who he is? Should we maybe call? Yeah. Handsome and I are sitting in the living room, game planning on how to broach this subject with Chino Nino. Yeah, Chino, I don't, I don't know, because I never hear him talk about the subject or anything about it. I'm hoping that he do just, you know, be a man and be like, okay, this shit was 20 years ago, bro, okay. I know you really want to know and understand. I think that's it. I mean, I think you have to, if you feel confident, and then I think we just got to try and meet up with them and do it in person. Let me see. Hello? What up, bro? What's the deal, Fully? What's the deal? Oh, uh, shit, same shit, man. What the hell you got going? Oh, man, just cooling. Shit, man, I'm putting some shit together, man. I need you, man. What you need, bro? I need you to motherfucking, uh, you know, talk about that bullshit, man. Talk about that shit, man. Are you ready to get in there? Man, I'm in there. Whenever, man, I'm ready. I got my peoples here from down the way and shit. Uh, whenever, wherever you want to link up at. Tell me we can link right, up. Just, uh, shit, just, um, just call me at the house. All right, bet. My hope in coming to Akron was that with Handsome as our guide, we could get to the right people. People that wouldn't talk with me, a stranger, but would talk with Handsome, a member of the community. Richard Lawler's little brother. He's open. But I think he think I'm talking about something else. There were only a few witnesses that placed Lewis in the middle of the fight. Chino Nino was one of them. But there was an issue with the rapper's testimony. Chino Nino originally told investigators that he witnessed Lewis punch Lawler. But later he contacted investigators and revised his statement. He said that he was mistaken. He told them he didn't see Lewis throw a punch and had only seen the linebacker, quote, tussling with Lawler. Defense attorneys attacked Chino Nino's credibility and convinced jurors that he wasn't reliable. A vital witness for the prosecution, Chino Nino's testimony fell flat. All these years later, I just want to know what Chino Nino saw that night. So, the most important thing that we can get out of him is just the real story. See if he's willing to talk after 20 years. I don't think he's addressed this once since it all happened, so. It'll be interesting. He's been a rapper. He's been making music the last 20 years. I don't 
think he's made a song about it. Could be wrong. And, uh, man. I just have no idea what we're going into right now. <laughs> no idea what this is going to entail. It's 11, 12 p.m. when I park outside Chino Nino's house. Chino Nino lives in an older two-story home in a quiet neighborhood in Akron. I don't know what I expected an Akron rapper's house to look like, but this isn't it. Handsome, who followed us here, goes in first to talk with Chino 101. Is it? Two seconds, my brother. All right. What did he say? He said two seconds. Handsome's two seconds stretches into 15 minutes, and I'm beginning to think that Chino Nino got cold feet. Until finally, Handsome pokes his head outside. And I got my camera crew and my reporter. Shoes off. It's all love. Yes, take your shoes off. It's all family. We all good. What's up, Jeff? Tim. Tim, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, man. Very cool. Very good. ready for it, He wasn't ready, so we good. We good. Coming up on The Raven. I'll tell you something that happened in that case that I don't believe I've ever have happened in another case. Once we got each and every person identified that was in the limousine, each and every one hired criminal defense lawyers. I'm trying to picture the street and, and the limo. I guess, do you have a piece of paper and a pen? Yeah. Can we sketch this real quick? All right, so that's what I can. Remember. Big cases make for big mistakes by the police and the investigators. Look what happened in O.J. Simpson. And look what happened in Ray Lewis. Part of the reason that we moved in the investigation completely out of the district attorney's office was because of information being leaked out of our homicide office to NFL security. Raven is a production of Tenderfoot TV and Journeyman in association with Odyssey. Donald Albright and Payne Lindsay are executive producers on behalf of Tenderfoot TV. I'm the executive producer on behalf of Journeyman. Alex Bespisted is our lead producer and editor on behalf of Tenderfoot Labs. Patty Cotter is our producer. Tracy Kaplan is our supervising producer. Paul Kusheri and Sydney Evans are associate producers. Original music is by Makeup and Vanity Set. Sound design, mixing, and mastering by Cooper Skinner and Dayton Cole. Cover design and illustration by Mr. Soul. Trial archival provided by Court TV. Special thanks to Oren Rosenbaum and Grace Royer at UTA. Beck Media and Marketing, The Nord Group, Ninning Moran and the Moran Family, Russell Raffner, Alyssa Gozarka, James Yu, and Todd Baines. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. For more podcasts like The Raven, search Tenderfoot TV on your favorite podcast app or visit tenderfoot.tv. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Raven. If you want to listen to next week's episode right now, subscribe to Tenderfoot Plus for early access. Tenderfoot Plus is available on Apple Podcasts or tenderfootplus.com.